Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I don't know if you knew this or not, but Budget Blinds have some of the best people in our community. They are, and we have said this before, they are very much good eggs. That they are. They are always doing things to help out the community and, but wait, there's more. Ooh, what else are they doing? They are the home of the Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make your home a smart home, this is the place you need to go to. You're going to call Budget Blinds, and you're going to say, all hail, my robot shade overlords. And they're going to know what you need, and they're going to hook you up with Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make that decision, head on over to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in the heart of downtown, tell them Jason and Nick see you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is celebrating his <laughs> birthday. Copenhagen Co- birthdays don't count. Co- yeah, the publisher of LinkedIn. Does that mean we didn't age this year? Because right. you and I both Every- had our birthdays post COVID. Everybody holds. Because COVID birthdays don't count. Is that I honestly can we just like can we get to the end and like just reset? Like that was a practice run in 2020. Right. And we're right. just gonna do it again. It's we're gonna, gonna get, get right 2020 over. Um No, gonna, wait, we can't. You know why we can't? There's only one reason why we cannot. Why? We are not guaranteed if we do it over that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl again. That's true. And That's we true. cannot sacrifice that. <laughs> I mean, look, if we could get the 150 plus thousand lives back, I do it. I trade that for the Super Bowl win in a heartbeat, but we're not going to get those back. So I'm keeping. We, this we is why keep, this, this Daddy's got to keep his ring. That's what I'm this, saying. This this is why uh, you're on the show, Jason. That's that a, perspective. I, I'm here to provide key <laughs> key perspective. Link to Lee Summit, as always, is the source for all the news you need about our fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is our new COVID-related sports, which is room decor review and mask judging. So I would just want to say that we, we are recording this on the backside of the R7 Board of Education meeting where I noted a significant number of R7 branded face masks worn by the staff and some of the, the board, Most, board members Yeah, as some well. of the board members, some of the administrators. And, and so like the, the logo got a lot of screen time. So I, was, I, I thought I, I would applaud. I mean, the masks are fine themselves, but I thought I would applaud their, uh, their branding choice. Uh, Nick, when we uh, we had a social, uh, a very distance from at least the rest of humanity outing on uh, last weekend, and Nick had a branded mask as well. A well, you got look, Summit branded. Always mask. be branding. Always be branding. So we're going to judge. I'm here to judge your masks. Uh, well, I, I have and a I'm question definitely for here you. to judge judge your room decor. Says uh, the guy behind the blank blue wall with the George Brett stuff on it. Well, the George Brett stuff makes it okay, and you can see all my Royals. Most of yeah. my royal stuff there in the background. I'm going to ask you this question. So, if you're judging, if you're judging mm-hmm. masks, mm-hmm. do you question the people who are wearing just the disposable, like hospital masks, the paper ones? I feel like you're not trying hard enough. I mean, good on you for wearing the mask, but I feel like, come on, let's let's. We've been doing this long enough now. Get your A you game. should get a little style. Get a little, yeah. make, some, make some choices. Maybe people just aren't. I know we have a gob of masks now. We have acquired a number, and we. Uh, we go through them in bursts, but uh, there are there are like two that are pretty boring that I wear. They're blue in one form or another. 
that I wear a lot. And then there's a couple that are brighter colors that I wear, but I like them. I really wear them more because they're big enough for my big head. And nothing and, is, is big enough for your big head. Well, I mean, nothing's big enough for my big ego. I don't know about the rest. Of it. <laughs> well, let's jump into the show, Jason. There's a reason that we, uh, we, we pushed this to, to Friday, other than the fact that I just wanted more birthday celebrating time. Party time. Uh, and so we didn't do it on Wednesday, but we pushed this back for one big reason. The big news, the, really the only real big news that's going on right now in our community was that there was a special session of the Board of Education meeting on Thursday night. And it was to to discuss and uh, vote on a, a new plan. They called it 2.01 for the reopening plan, um, which basically was going to give options, new options as far as the 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 reopening plan went. Jason, I want to take a little bit of time and let's let's go over what that was because I think it it I think not only was the meeting itself a little bit confusing? I think people, it was kind of hard to follow what the, the actual decision was, but I think even leading up to it, there were a lot of people that thought, oh, we're going to get a final decision to know whether or not we're doing all in-person, all virtual, a hybrid. And, and, and so that's not really what it was. What this vote did, it, there were two votes. There was the, the, the one about options. The second one is to delay opening until September 8th. But Jason, let's talk a little bit about the, those options. They started at the top, which was, we want to get everybody back in person. Right. That's the first, that's the first step. However, we can't do that basically until the health department says we're no longer in a pandemic. Absolutely. So we can't, have anybody, we can't have everybody there until this is over. If you, if you think back a couple of weeks ago when they had their, the first of these meetings, right, and they talked about we have the sort of the, what we want to do is be in person. And then our first contingency is a hybrid model, which is like half capacity hybrid model. And our second contingency is a virtual model for those who had chosen the in-person option. That basically stayed the same. I think there's one key difference between the two is that they put a an emphasis in the hybrid and the virtual model of trying to keep pre-K through third grades, which are the ages that are the least likely to transmit or suffer bad effects from COVID, in school full-time. I think that the, the evidence they're saying is, one, the risk is lower for those people, that, that particular population. As well two, as the risk to transmit. Right. And then two, the the benefits to those that that group of people is are the largest um, right. as a, as a whole. So they wanted to do that, and Dr. Book said a couple of times in there that in their conversations with the county health department that they were intrigued by the idea, but they weren't ready to give their blessing to it yet. But that didn't necessarily affect what the plan was going forward. Right. So, so what that is, let's, uh, we'll just, we'll step down. Like I said, the, the top option, the option everybody really wants is everybody full time. That's not going to happen until the pandemic is over. So then the or, second, as they put it, when full time in-person learning is deemed safe. Right. Right. The second thing is, is a hybrid where, where like Jason said, they would like to get the pre-K through third grade full time in person. And then grades four through 12 would be a hybrid mix of virtual and in person and right then, and that and that was the two day like splitting in an a and b cohorts right one is monday tuesday there's online stuff on wednesday and then thursday friday is the other other portion right and then the the third thing down that list was and, and, and here's the here's the uh the caveat they put 
while in significant community spread, which, by the way, we if are. it happened today, <laughs> and, and Dr. Buck said this, if it happened today, we are still considered significant community spread. So what that is, is again, they would try to get the, the pre-K through third grades in full time, and then grades four through 12 would be 100% virtual. And then the, um, the, the, the lowest option, and I think that's kind of the worst case scenario is, hey, we have to start school, but we can't get anybody in the schools. So everyone pre-K through, through 12th grade are all virtual. And so, so just, just to, to, to be clear, I want to make sure everybody understands this part. That vote said, these are the options available. And we're going to give ourselves a deadline of August 25th for Dr. Buck to either make that final call or, or, or make the final recommendation to the board. Right. And so for those of you who are hoping for, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in a little bit here, but uh, who are hoping for an, an actual final answer on what we were doing, you didn't get one. Um, what you got was they, they wanted to be flexible um, to allow for, you know, hope, well, for situation to change either for the good or the worse to be able to react to that accordingly. So um, there was, I think there were some other, uh, there were some interesting pieces that we learned um, through that whole process. One is um, as a result of this uh, vote with is sort of updated and, and now having had an opportunity because before we got to this, and I think this is probably hey, we're the process show, so we should probably right, talk right. about that part. There were there was like three hours or two and a half hours of districts. this was a four hour meeting. I I I, I, I want to go back to four hour meeting, Jason. And and I was hoping Happy when they said it was starting at three, I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's my birthday. I can do an early meeting. We'll be done by by five if it goes long, right? Right. Right. No. So what happened was is we got a relatively exhaustive presentation from virtually every aspect of the the district, you know, including like transportation, food, facilities, purchasing, special education or special services, uh, mental health, all, you name it, secondary, every, elementary. Every, every piece of the community that the district touches. Right. Every all, little department was, was part of that presentation. Right. And talked about what their plans are for in-person learning, for hybrid learning, and for virtual learning, if applicable. In those situations and almost even like even food service has a virtual plan in play a plan for virtual learning in place where they would be able to provide food for students who would need it even if it's just a drive-by pickup type of situation so but all of those things so we had this exhaustive uh list of this is what we're doing what have you now i will say i think that was well incredibly boring <laughs> in many parts was really really important because if you are a person who either hadn't made a decision or had made a decision, but were you know, on the fence about it or just not sure what the right decision was and you made a decision, this was really useful information for you to have to be able to amend your decision, which you can now do from the 7th, which is uh, as this show releases on Friday the 7th today through the 10th, uh, which is Monday of that. So you've got the weekend to, to like assimilate this information and make uh, an updated decision if you want to change your plan. And Dr. Buck emphasized as we go, if your individual circumstance changes or something happens even after the 10th, call the district, talk to the district. They will work with you as best they can. They just want to get that idea to figure out, okay, 
who's choosing the online from the get-go, who wants the in-person, you know, the in-person process for this semester, and they can make their decision. Right. And I think it's important to note too, one of the things he said, and, and I have seen this if you follow um, any of the conversations going on around town, whether it's, you know, at a coffee shop on the street or on social media, a lot of people have been asking, hey, what if my kids, if we're in virtual, whether we, cho- whether we chose it or it's just by order, we're, we're virtual and my kid is struggling mightily because everybody learns differently, right? Some, some students are really going to take off and excel with the virtual learning and some are going to struggle. One of the things he noted was that they have heard that and so they're figuring out ways to, if, if, if that student is really struggling, that maybe they can work in some, some in-person time, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's small group, but they're going to figure, they're, they're trying to figure all of that all of that stuff out. I, and, and there's one other thing I wanted that Dr. Bach brought up that I want to make sure that people know about is one of the reasons I think that they, they, this decision kind of moved back to the 25th was that Dr. Buck, and I'm sure this includes other school districts around the area are meeting weekly with County health officials. So constant weekly updates on what's going on with the pandemic, what the numbers are like so that, that they can make those, make those decisions. And as we all know, it's, 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 everything's just fluid. Everything's training or changing all of the time. I want to, I want to, I want to pause right here, Jason. And and I kind of want to shift in now because I think we've, we've covered kind of the what's, Mm-hmm. of that meeting. And now I kind of want to get into, I'm going to pose a few questions. Okay. And I think, and I think you and I are going to, going to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of commentary in this, in this part of it too. And, and the purpose of it, I think too, is just, just to keep the conversation going and, and hopefully we can put some things out there that people, people want to want to have addressed and we can follow up with, with the school district later. First thing I'm going to say is, Hey, I, I posted a funny uh, on Facebook, wondering if this was going to be the most watched board meeting. <laughs> and it almost certainly was. I, I'm sure it was. I, I saw at one point like 600 plus viewers. Yeah, there was, I think the max I saw was about 635 and it may have been more or less, just depends on when you right. popped in to look at the number. But it That's was, an uh, important question I should ask the next time I'm, I'm uh, talking to somebody at the leadership center. Is yeah, but that's <laughs> a, I mean, look, considering I checked occasionally, the viewership on uh, LSTV for our planning commissions rarely got over like two. Well, so I mean, I mean it's blame, less exciting and less chair. important, but as a whole, oh yeah, and very much the fault of the chair at the time. Uh, but as a whole, I'm just saying that like watching these things online is hard. Now you can't, we couldn't do it any other way, and this is a really, really important thing. But and if we had, if they had 600 people who wanted to go to the meeting under, you know, in the before times, that would be they wouldn't be able to fit them. They would have had to figure out some sort of alternative to what they were doing. So kudos to the community for tuning in to pay attention. I'm going to do one, one, uh, one other kind of light note, Jason. Uh, we, we should give, I, we need to make up an award. I want to give an award. I want to give an award to board member Mike Allen for most words ever uttered at a board meeting. He, he seemed to be aware of it. <laughs> Look, um, it, it, it got, it got a little funny. And even at the end when, uh, when, when board president Ryan Murdoch was trying to adjourn the meeting, um, Mike Allen had, had a little bit more to say, and, and even Murdoch said, oh, come on, man. They've <laughs> <laughs> been here for four hours. We're going home. Yeah. So, so um, um, oh, and we also, everything's we, virtual. Uh, we do board, also board member to... Allen. I'm going to give you a virtual award. Right. And, and honestly, we should thank him uh, for the branded shout out. We did get mentioned as part of the local media, the Link to Lee Summit. We appreciate that. So good, good on Mike for, for, uh, for remember, remembering that we are part of the local media scene. So thank you. <laughs> All right, let's go back to it. Jason, you alluded to this before. 
if you're not one of us, one of us nerdy types, that meeting was boring. Honestly, if you were one of us boring media, <laughs> media nerd types, However, it was boring. Like you said, too, I'm going to say again, that was very, very, very important. One, because everybody has something in their vision right we all based on the needs of our children right everybody has everybody has a thing and a part of the district that is most important to them and what they did was they covered all of those things and jason if we go back to the last two elections probably even more and we go back to the last two years of public fighting about various things we don't need to get into all those again the show we'll do it again later um What's the one thing everybody talked about? They talked about communication. They talked about, but you're not talking about the things I need. Well, so what they did here, they addressed all of those concerns. And this was a lot of very detailed communication. And watch even everybody though it was will, four hours, right. good on you. Right. And now watch everybody complain that the meeting was too long and had too much information. <laughs> so nobody's ever happy, Nick. Nobody's ever happy. Okay. So here's, here's my question, Jason. And these aren't fair questions, but these aren't fair times. Fair. The hardest part of, I see what you did there. The hardest part of all this, and, I, and I've said this for many, many episodes of the show, the hardest part of COVID world is that we have to learn to be okay with both saying and hearing, I don't know. And the anxiety of indecision is so horrible. I mean, I just, just talking to people and even in our own house, we have one kid in middle school, even in our own house, that decision of, do we go in person? Do we go virtual? What is the best thing for us? What is the best thing for him? Was hard. And we joked that it'd be so much easier. if Somebody just tell us what to do. <laughs> like, just give us the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many people, we're tuning into this meeting or waiting to, to, to watch the news after the meeting, hoping there was a decision that said, hey, here's what the district is doing. This is our final reopening plan. And they didn't do it. And so my question is this. After spending four hours in a meeting where they did go over every single piece of the district and then to vote to basically hold for another 20 days, 19, sorry, bad math. I still even got that math wrong. That's okay. We'll give it up. We'll let you have it. But to, to hold, does that make it worse? Was that helpful? And again, I don't know the answer, and I know it's not a fair question, but I think it's a question that has to be asked. Well, and I, and think, I think it's a question that's going to be asked. Right. No, oh, it very much will be. I think, honestly, I mean, I, I would be willing to to bet that, you know, guest columns might have something to say about that as you, as you, well, and I'm along. sure there are probably emails already being sent. Right. Um, and, and I think you'll see, so I, I'll, I'll tackle it this way. I, I think there's two questions or two ways to, to attack this. One is, you know, what the alternative is. And so what they have said and what, you know, when they, uh, Dr. Buck talked about the results of the decision, the first wave of decisions was, 21% chose online, which meant 78% or 70, yeah, 78%. Which, by of, the way, is a little lower than it was. Right. But it, he said within the range in the metropolitan area um, have chose, would prefer the in-person option for whatever the series of reasons. And every household will have a different 
emphasis and focus, like you said, right? We all have a different thing with our kids, whether it's, are they getting the appropriate services? What are they eating at lunchtime? Where, you know, I know where they'll be, they'll be taken care of during the day. What are the work situations of the work situations, educational situations? Do we want them lagging? You know, what are all this like? They want to go to college, you know, ah, there's a million things where there are what 18,000 students. So there's probably 22,000 reasons, right? right, Why people are watching that. And, and so, you know, looking at that, it's clearly the expressed preference of the, the parents is when it is safe, we want to be in class. Uh, we want our kids in person, in school, in front of teachers and staff. But they can't say that yet, right? They, so I think that what they tried to do is to say, hey, we hear you, right? We hear you, district. We hear you, people. And we're trying to do everything we can within our power to get that. Now, the problem with that, of course, is that that doesn't allow this if, when, not now, but hopefully in three weeks, right, thing that we're going through, this, this dance that we're going to go through is is a real challenge to families right because not only do the teachers need the time to prepare right which is why the decisions on the 25th and not the first i, I, I live with a teacher yes <laughs> right um it's the reason because they wanted to hold that decision off until like a week before and they got you know input we'll call it from uh the the in-classroom staff saying hey no no no, we need as much time as possible so they moved it back and said all right we're going to make that decision by the 25th to give the teachers the chance to prepare, right? Are we going to be preparing a classroom uh, for full size? Are we going to be preparing a classroom for half size? Are we going to be preparing to take everything online for the year? I'm going to pause you there because I think one of the things that we left out at the top of this, at the top of this discussion was that one of the things that was done in that, in that vote was to add some extra days to the contract year for teachers so that they're doing some, some of this, this planning. Right. And so they're going to be, we we put that in there. They're going to be doing this planning already, but I think that two weeks is the, you've got to get, you know, look, we have to make sure we have enough pencils if they're going to be in class and all the things that go on. I mean, you, you, husband of teacher could probably be much better at telling me all the things that are required. <laughs> I, we don't I, have, you know, you and I do long episodes. We don't have a long enough time slot to, to, to right. so all, but to do all of those things, it takes, it takes some time. And so I get, you know, so one in one decision, if you take that into to account that the overwhelming decision is we want this in-person schooling, it's there. That's, that's one, one piece of the puzzle. I want to. I want to ask. I want to ask this question. And again, it's not fair. But taking into those things that you just said, taking those into consideration, which is which is, teachers need time to prepare. They need to know what the what the plan is, and they need to prepare for it. You can't prepare for everything, right? Parents need to know what the plan is so that they can prepare. Some of them have to figure out their work situations. Some of them have to figure out daycare situations for other children in the family some of them have to figure out different education plans for different children right because they have different needs what is there value to a school district then saying you know what we want to hold off because we want to hold out hope that we're going to be able to do the optimal decision but because of all these other circumstances and because we want to get everybody time to prepare and to figure it out shouldn't we just go ahead and make a decision the best decision we can make for as it stands now 
I would There's say, something to be said for that? Right. And I think this is the other piece of this. So, I mean, the, the other piece of this is that there's a piece and of... And I feel really bad asking that question. Well, no. I mean, well, I mean, let's take the example, right? It's we know, not fair. We know right now that uh, KCK, KCMO, and I believe Raytown schools have all committed to starting after Labor Day and then at least a quarter or some period. I think they're all... Nine, nine, weeks, nine weeks, which is about a quarter. Weeks, um, of virtual education. Um, to start the year. And so they've made that decision. And, and I think there's something to be said uh, about that. And, and, and one of the things that I've talked about offline mostly is that during the whole of this, one of the things that we haven't had enough of, and I would say enough of locally and perhaps at the state level and, and beyond, is a, a person in power to make a decision that is in the best interests of all combined. And there is a, it takes a certain amount of courage to do this. And because obviously the superintendents of the various districts have put, come in, those districts have come in and said, we're going to just make this decision now. And, and to be fair, those are three of the districts with the highest proportion of economically disadvantaged students and students of color in the, in the metro. And, and. I would imagine the virtual part's gonna be a real challenge for some of those districts as they work through that process. But it could have taken, you know, if, if Dr. Buck had looked at all of this and said, and I don't think he would be way outside of the realm of reasonable prognostication to say, here it is, August 6, 2020, we are in significant community spread. The numbers kind of indicate that it's not getting better that fast. It's time to make that change. We just need to call on sort of the assumption that it's not going to be, we're not going to be safe to be in the school district, in the buildings for those nine weeks or a semester or however long the, they, they need to do the things that they need to do. Or alternatively, um, the, you know, the, the superintendent could say, or one of the, members of the Board of Education, none of whom said either of these things, could have said, you know, hey, y'all out there in the community, you need to do the things necessary now to allow for the schools to be open. You need to wear your masks. You need to social distance. You can't let your kids go to a 100 to 200 person party in Lakewood. You can't go <laughs> to if MLS starts back up again and they have fans, which is the thing that may be happening. You can't go to the soccer match and you can't do this and you can't do that. And you're going to have to make sacrifices now to do this thing that this very community has put at the very top of its priority list for decades, which is this public school system. Right. And I think you, you, you did see one uh, school district in the metro area. I believe it was Shawnee Mission where they just they just called off summer sports workouts. And those have been canceled. And that is basically with the, the intent of if we stop now, maybe we can start our fall sports on time. And, and I want to point out that the, the board and Superintendent Buck, everybody has said, and they've, they've been out front about this, that there are no perfect answers. They realize that there's nothing they can do and decide that's going to please everybody and be the right decision for everybody. No, COVID is awful and it's ruined everything. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but I think these are, I think these, these are, are questions to be asked. I think they're questions they're going to get asked, whether we do it or not. Um, 
and so so I think that's kind of kind of our part to keep that that public conversation going and and we're gonna hear more from these discussions are not over like like I said they're gonna come back they they set a deadline for the 25th to make that decision so this is gonna be this is gonna be ongoing um board member or board president Ryan Murdoch even said hey send in all of those questions just send them in and we will, we will do everything we can to get those answers and to keep this going and keep communicating. So all of these things they have done with a, a very, very conscious purpose to communicate with the district and to keep everything out there. So, so that is a, that is a very, very, I, I, I think, I think they're doing that right. Right. No, and I will say, I mean, all the, all of my sort of hypothetical criticism aside I think the district has done a good job as a whole of communicating what they're trying to get to and then picking a plan and going with it, you know, and they're going to take the flack, right? I mean, we saw on social medias and people around, people are getting real antsy about trying to figure out, well, what is, okay, I want my kid to be in person. Are we going to be in person? And that's a, that's a legitimate concern, but they've, they've made that decision. I think there are other decisions that they could make. Um, any of those things would display, you know, a, a different leadership if you chose that way. I don't know that there's a right or wrong one out there. It's a it's a weighing of the of the overall the overall keys and, and emphasis that are out there. But I think given given what the district has said is their goal and what they think is the most important thing for the kids, that they're doing everything they can to accommodate that and hold off on longer that before you know, do you want my prediction on the 25th? They say <laughs> we're going to go virtual for nine weeks. Um, but you know, that's, that's uh, this cynics, that's this cynics opinion as we go through it. Well, let's uh, just, to, just to, just to sum up and, and, and wrap things up here. I'm going to, I'm going to go backward. I'm going to go back to the top and say, here's what happened. Here's what we know. What we know is that the Lee Summit R7 school district is delaying its start until September 8th. And that you have, beginning today, you have today, Friday the 7th, through Monday, through, through the day Monday, to, to you, that choices reopen, whether or not you think it is better to, for your students and your family to be in person or virtual. And then they're going to reevaluate until the 25th, or max out, I guess, until the 25th. They could make that decision earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's going to be, I think we can rule out, that, that full time for everybody in person that ain't happening. But I think that the decision of whether it's going to be the, the, the pre-K through third grade are going to be full time in person. And then whether the fourth or 12 will be hybrid or virtual or everybody goes for that. That, I mean, if I had to guess that that's what we're, we're looking at as it, as it comes forward. And that's a, that's no fun for anybody, but there that's the decisions that we kind of have on our plates. I want my 2020 back. Oh good lord! Can we yeah? Can we just can we hit rewind to like February sixth, well, right I, after I, the Super Bowl? And, then we and, just, and we again, that is again. the that is the absolute hardest part is that we just don't know. Our bodies feel like it's still March fourteenth that we just hit pause, and we've kind of floated through as through all the stuff that we don't know, um, and and everybody struggles in different ways. Right. And Jason, I'm working. On, I'm going to tell you, I'm working on a, on another kind of. Uh, mental health coping with COVID episode for us. I think uh, Carrie Gray might be coming back in a, in a couple of weeks. And, uh, okay, because we both probably need that level of therapy, look, so it's good to have look, Carrie Look, we on. started right when the, the lockdown started, Jason. We, we had Carrie on. We've had her on another time since then um, for a community therapy session, and I'm feeling like 
the tension and the anxieties for all of us are, are getting up there again. So I'm working on that episode. So we're going to have another community therapy session. So, uh, hey, and, and let I'll us say know this. if you've got some anxieties, you've got some questions, some things you're struggling with, let right. us know. We'll, we'll talk to Carrie about it. And I'm going to say this. As a lawyer, I mean, we're literally trained to say, like, it depends. We don't know. It, you know, we, you know See, that's you why go. nobody likes you. That's uh, literally. But, like, even for lawyers, this is awful. <laughs> I mean, because like, because like in the overall scheme of things, like often the we don't know is like, well, it depends on these three factors. And if A, B and C happens, then this will be the result. Well, now I was like, oh, I don't know. I that mean, needs like, to be a banner I, somewhere. COVID world is so bad. Even lawyers are miserable. Even lawyers are miserable. It has, it has wreaked it. There's our revenge on, <laughs> on lawyers forever. Thanks, COVID. Ruined everything. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. We will be back on Monday with your weekly news link. We'll, we'll wrap wrap up some headlines there. Give, let everybody know about what, I'm going to say this without a laugh, what events are coming up. <laughs> I will not go without a laugh. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget to celebrate my birthday. Happy cool, birthday, I don't count it. We'll talk to you all next time.